Hello. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see why why this is doing because it always does this. All right. Here we go. This is Kiki and Liz with 
Turd talk. All right. How have you been, hun? <laughs> I've been okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. The first time, the first time, um, doing this app is a little tricky, but once, once you get in, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. So, gotcha. um, I really like it because, um, it's a free platform and I'm like almost doing a commercial right now, but, uh, it, I just like it. It's like, you can talk to your friends and you don't have to put on makeup and stuff. Like when I do my, uh, hanging out of the box on YouTube with those five other guys on Wednesday, it's like, man, I like doing it, but sometimes it's like, man, I want to be all dolled up and where am I going to set up? <laughs> right. Right. You know, like, where am I going to do the blur screen today? So people don't really <laughs> know what's going on in my house. Uh, but this one, we what we do is um, we'll talk for 30 minutes. Okay. If you have to break away and go to the bathroom or whatever, I'm timing it. Um, I don't know if you're getting a timer or not. Yeah. And uh, we'll try to keep personal people's names. It's not public yet. Like, it's public, but we don't know who's listening. Okay. okay. So um, try not to uh, say the person's name if you can, but speak from the heart and just, you know, it's just like a regular conversation. We just won't um, say people's names. But sure. anyway, so um, in 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 the news, we had Mr. Trump telling the doc, the medical doctors, to put <laughs> Lysol basically in a <laughs> syringe and put it into people's bodies. And I I said this on my podcast with those fellow guys. And they, they mm-hmm. don't understand when um, readers, because you're a reader and I'm a reader. And so we're both spiritually connected in a way of like, we, we it's like weird. Like when you're a spiritualist, you almost speak in riddles. Like this, you don't listen to the dictionary as much. You pretty much like for me anyway, it's like the thesaurus is the best thing because you know that if you u- utilize certain words, um, that air spirit in your your throat chakra is very detrimental on what you say and what comes out of your mouth. So when you use one-liner words, you don't want to really go down the rabbit hole of explaining how he is because you don't want to become that person. Does that make sense? Sure, yeah. So when he says those things, and this was a week, I think two weeks ago I had said that the president was misinformed. And one of the guys on the panel was like, no, no, Kiki, that that's not right. And I said, well, I believe it is because just because you're privileged, and it's not even about white privilege anymore, because there are a lot of people that are minorities now that have money, that have made it out of the hood and stuff. I'm not going down the list, but but I feel that privilege is not a race. And I, I don't like when people say white privilege because when I do Uber Eats and all this, that, and the other, um, everyone has that privilege. You do not have to have money to have privilege. It's, it's an it's a attitude. It's, it's a state of mind. I mean, I've seen broke people be privileged. That's why you call them bougie. 
because they're they're living in the hood but they think that you know they drink martinis and stuff in their front lawn and, and drinking dos ta- ta- uh dos tequis man i haven't drunk beer in such a long time because of this quarantine <laughs> i don't forgot how to say it but anyway it's just he's misinformed he's a misinformed president and what i want to say is it's because he's uneducated he's showing you what his working skills are he's like the worst apprentice ever right <laughs> like if he wanted to be the apprentice on the show he's literally failing right now because you're not supposed to brainstorm in front of millions and millions of people globally because everyone could get the news it's not like in the era of nixon where when watergate and stuff was happening that people in russia and all this that and the other we're watching a play-by-play of the news. Like, I have people from Norway that I have met in hostels. And I have met people that, you know, do an Uber that lived in other places. Um, and, and and it's just, it's just, uh, the, the black folks. It's just crazy how they're like, is everyone okay in America? Is <laughs> yeah. everything all right? Why are you running out of toilet paper, Kiki? Like these are people that I'm having on my on my personal like DMs that are asking me from other countries that don't live here that just come here to vacation because we have this facade. This yeah. this like this facade, this utopia of everything is great in America. And and what's happening is is that there are so many levels of craziness that is going on you you have the biblical level of if you read revelations you have you know the trumpets will blast well shit the dang president's name is trump and the vice president's name is pence so if you're a bible thumper and you love listening to the bible and the word and i do too but i just don't thump it sure it's just crazy because it's like when you're tapped in to that divine spirit so much stuff can happen when you when you have like you know the when the quran was when the quran was made and and all of these different things they were tapped into the divine spirit and so when we have people that worship like we do we get called pagan but a lot of people that are Muslim, Christian, they don't realize that they are celebrating most of the pagan holidays. Right. And then there's a, you know, yeah. different pagan underlayings to most, you know, to most religions because most religions kind of start out in that kind of way in a very like kind of isolated, small cultic way. And then they develop into a larger, um, you know, faith that ha- ends up having, can- you know, canonical beliefs. But yeah, everybody, everybody starts out in a certain place. And nowadays, a lot of people would call that paganism because it's generally closer to the earth um, and, you know, different from the kind of uh, more politicized version of the religion. But, but, but how do you think, how do you think because there are a lot of people that, you know, remember when we used to go to the altar, we had a lot of people that um, were Christians and that were Catholics that that loved um, paganism because of the control that was not there. I mean, yes, 
because we were in a couple of covens that you know they do get a little churchy sure <laughs> and that, that's that's the that's the um the old ways resurfacing because they feel that that's the only way that they know how to um uh worship because they don't they don't they don't release it all they still keep the old ways of how they were um how they were um practicing and they are not allowing the total full relief so when you and i come into a coven and we release all of all of our old you know christian ways and stuff and we are accepting of everything all of the divine they look at us and like we have three heads and it's and it's hard i mean i think it's hard for anyone uh you know moving into maybe a newer kind of of practice or, or just something that's very fundamentally different uh, from what they're used to it, it's really hard as we know to divest yourself of all that baggage it um, is something i mean it's it's funny that you you know you mentioned revelation and stuff like that that's something that kind of has been uh, bubbling up for me as far as my uh christian background mm-hmm. that has been very difficult to deal with in the course of um quarantine and lockdown right um and I, I think we I think we may have talked about this before, but I grew up in a very, very apocalyptic uh, Christian denom- denomination mm-hmm. um, where the focus was pretty much entirely on the second coming of Christ. Right. And so basically I grew up pretty much believing that I wouldn't have to ultimately grow up because we were told all the time that um Jesus was coming back any minute. Like you said, the trumpets were going to sound and right. you know, whoever was saved and had accepted Jesus would be would be taken up with him. Now the 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 sect that I was in that I that I was raised in did not believe in hell or eternal punishment or anything like that. They basically believed that if you weren't saved, then you would just be dead forever. You know, you weren't mm-hmm. coming back at all. But then everybody who was saved would be would be resurrected in the flesh and, and go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But you know, Basically, you know, I remember attending uh, classes with my dad about revelations mm-hmm. and about them basically interpreting all of these uh, signs for the end times and the various things that were going to happen, trying to connect the prophecies to current events. So I right. very much grew up in that kind of uh, environment. And that's so for me, that's been my hardest thing to shake as a person I still have very apocalyptic dreams or nightmares really mm-hmm. about the end of the world in you know in various ways so you know that's that's my personal baggage so uh and that's again it's been coming up a lot because of this uh, because of the <laughs> quarantine because yes. you know like maybe this is just one of the ways the world is ending maybe I mean so, and then look even if you weren't Christian I mean, every year, fucking ABC until recently, because of all these different um, uh, streaming services, you can kind of not watch it. But before cable was a main, main thing with streaming services, we, but Easter, you would have 12 different stations um, playing uh, uh, Ten Commandments and Ben Hur. Yes. Like Charleston Heston was your guy. As soon as you knew, as soon as you knew, Easter was coming. Charleston Heston was your man because you were watching <laughs> Planet of the Apes, right? 
they had the Charleston Heston Marathon. It was like the 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 beginning of the year how they would do Twilight Zone. Right. You know? So that was the the heathens kind of way of getting into spirituality and stuff. And people would crack open the Bible and decipher the freaking Charleston Heston. It was just right. something, you know? Because you, get, you oh. get that whole idea of like the, the people who are really, who only go to church on the holidays kind of thing. Yes, but the networks knew. But as yeah. far as the, the networks have gone, they have went off the beaten path. Like they don't even play Joe Alstein. I think the last place I've seen him was on um, BET. And that's after they do Freaknik. <laughs> At 12 a.m. after they do Freaknik and showing all this pop that pussy and all this, that and the other, they play Joe Alstein. Mm-hmm. Wow, so he got bumped. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he got bumped. He got bumped. And so, when you bring up the revelations and I'm, I'm going to give you some, some clarity because I've been pondering on it. I literally have been doing my meditations at 12 midnight. I've been taking the dogs with me without their leashes because I feel that they should not have their leashes. Ain't nobody out because of the quarantine and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've been, I've been having them not leashed because you know, Papa Legba loves dogs. And I'm doing, I'm doing respect to them to just let them roam and protect my home in my spiritual way to go around three times around uh, between, it's between like 12 and four in the morning. Um, especially on the weekends, I'll, I'll do it, uh, like really, really er- like I'll do it three times. I'll do it like 12. Then I'll, I'll go out, smoke again, take the dogs out again so they could pee and poop. They pretty, they pretty much like it now. Cause they're in the house and stuff. And I got them on a routine, but I'm sitting there and I'm thinking of it because I, my religious background is a doozy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was, I went to Lutheran school as a kid. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. I went to Lutheran school from preschool all the way to, um, I want to say, first grade. Okay. And then second grade, I went to public school because my, my mom was, was real sick. And so I guess, you know, money was funny. So they had to put me into public school. And so... I did that. Then the Jehovah Witnesses moved on our block. And so we started, I got my first Jehovah Witness, my first Bible. And it was the story of Moses. And I really loved that story of Moses in that book. Um, Just because you're not Jehovah Witness anymore and stuff, they do have some good teachings. And I just want to say that on this, this podcast is that when you're a spiritualist, the happy thing about it is you're the reason why we say woke is because we literally are able to look at a Buddhist and appreciate their spirituality. And and it doesn't mean that we have to delve into it, but we know that certain practices will benefit us in the long term. Like when we go and I have my my Tibetan singing bowl and I meditate. When you grab from each basket and stuff, it doesn't make you crazy. It's just saying that you're loving all of God's creatures and all of God's beliefs and know that there are people that do bad. So there are people that do bad and stuff and that, that's okay. But anyway, you know how I do, I, I, I try to connect the dots. So now as I'm, as I'm going and I'm walking and I'm, I'm dealing with all of these different 
things that I went to school, went to school as a Lutheran, went to public school. Then I started to go to Hollywood Baptist Church, got baptized as a Baptist because I couldn't go through the steps in a Catholic or Lutheran uh, school because, you know, the steps take too long and my mom was real sick. So I got baptized, first Baptist. When she passed, my stepmother came along. She was Baptist, but she did not she was not comfortable in knowing just one God. She would always try to go to different churches. Hmm. So then she found Jehovah. And so she became a Jehovah witness, but she never baptized herself as a Jehovah witness. She just accepted the teachings of Jehovah and stuff. And they harped on, you know, uh, the end of the world and all this, and the other, Mm -hmm. and the trumpets will blast and blah, blah, blah. But, do you feel because we are so connected to the to the divine maybe in some sick sad way he told us this because we needed to be prepared to help the ones that were weak so we can open their eyes i do think so you know i think that i think that certain people are are predisposed to being very, very open to assist others on whatever path they're on. Like, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I kind of, as cynical as I am, <laughs> because <laughs> I am cynical, um, I do consider myself to be a very uh, helpful and, and caring person. And I do find that just kind of naturally, uh, I, I tend to wind up in situations with people who are in uh, very kind of vulnerable transitional parts of their lives Mm -hmm. and they tend to cross paths with me during those times right now i i don't personally want to have like the i mean i i I don't want to have the arrogance to think that maybe like oh i was chosen for this but i i do think that i think a lot of times just what whatever whatever is at work you know behind the, mm-hmm. the fabric of reality i think that people who are in these situations are drawn to each other to assist each other right so i i don't i don't really i don't consider my own position um to be exclusively that of a, of a helper or counselor because i know that most of the time when i do cross paths with people in need of assistance i end up gaining as much from that relationship as as they do from from their interaction with me mm-hmm. um so th- that's just something that i've noticed about my own personal life you know whenever i i meet people who are in distress it, it's always kind of it's kind of very <laughs> random <laughs> and we just kind of my, we, we we we've met very random each other. yeah yeah and uh but but i do think that, that there's again whatever is at work you know, if, if you do have an openness to things like that, then you'll find others who can benefit or from you. Mind. Right. They can benefit from you and you can benefit from them. Right. And, and, so, it- and, and definitely, definitely at this time, you know, with everything that's going on, I, I, I have noticed that there are people who are um, making a resurgence in my life that I have been out of contact with. Mm-hmm. Who, are, who are needing support and you know honestly in the situation I'm needing support too so I, I'm very grateful to have these connections and and I'm grateful that they're kind of being renewed at this time when we're all really just 
physically isolated. Yes. And I and I think there's definitely I mean there's got to be I, I, I do think there's definitely a purpose behind it, you know. It is a purpose. Yeah. And I, I really just want to say that there should not be and the reason why I brought up the monks and all this that, and the other is that I learned being exposed to all those different religions mm-hmm. at a young age that everyone was arguing the point of God. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that in every aspect. I didn't like the fact that just because you're a Baptist, you wouldn't go into a Catholic church because they worship different. I feel that that's a sin and I'm not judging. I'm just saying, I feel that as though it's a sin because if I participate in that sin, how am I loving thy neighbor? Right. Because I mean, in theory, and I'm sure, I'm sure most of them would say in theory, they are all worshiping, you know, at least, you know, under the, under the Christian umbrella or, or under any Mm -hmm. general religious umbrella, they, they will say that they're all worshiping the same entity. Mm -hmm. So then if you're all worshiping the same entity, then, then why would that entity not accept your various types of worship? And, and, and it's like, there's a difference between anyone practicing and saying you know I'm going to pray for you or whatever whatever Mm -hmm. but there's a difference between acceptance and preaching to someone about what your beliefs are yeah and that's why I find like the the religions or the denominations that aren't evangelical I Mm -hmm. you know I'm going to tend to sympathize with them more because I don't think that that at least the aggressive type of evangelizing that has especially become popular in um, you know in Christian America yep I don't think that's I don't think it's progressive I don't think it's helpful uh, I just think it segregates yeah it's it's a, it's a divisive tactic it's it's not about unity it's not about bringing people in it's about separating keeping people them out yeah and um, I really think that that stems from slavery because oh, yeah. in the beginning, and, and I'm, this is way after the missions and all this stuff. I'm talking about when, when the slave owners had Christianity, mm-hmm. they beat our ancestors for learning the good book and stripped us of our culture. And when I talk to other African-Americans and say the reason why I'm spiritualist is because I'm bringing back my ancestral white right of practice. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that I'm doing voodoo. It doesn't mean that I'm killing dead cats in the backyard. You know, I'm giving back to the earth. What is so wrong with being connected and saying, God, I appreciate the moon. God. I appreciate this grass. I appreciate these trees. What's wrong with that? Maybe yeah. you wouldn't just throw your McDonald's bag in the middle of the in the middle of the street if you would just love where you live. Not just your home. The earth is your home. Yeah, and I, and I don't think that I don't I don't think that those have to be mutually exclusive. But again, it's it's that impulse of people to divide rather than unite. Mm-hmm. Logically, 
I mean, I tripped my nephew out when I brung that picture up of uh, Easter. Yeah, <laughs> I did see that conversation. I'm like, oh no, nephew, I'm not gonna talk to you right now. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like I, I'm like, if you're gonna worship stuff, learn the history. That's all I'm saying. There's nothing wrong when it comes to Americanized religions. Learn the history. Yes. Learn the reason why you worship the way that you do. Because if you're in the traditional place, it, if you go to Mexico right now, people got altars up and they might be a Baptist. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're Catholic. Some of them do menorahs and don't even know because there were a lot of people that were Jews that were in concentration camps that ended up in Mexico. Mm-hmm during the reign of Hitler. See, people don't know their history. And that's why you have a lot of people that are from Belize wearing the Star of David because the Jews were there. Mm -hmm. And they had to hide their religion because they were scared that the Jews were gonna get them. So think about it, generation, 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 generation. You forget why you have a menorah in your front door. Cause you surely ain't celebrating Kwanzaa cause you ain't African. <laughs> you know yeah so it's like just just educate yourself it's okay to educate it's yeah. not evil to educate yourself because if you don't educate yourself about what you practice and how you practice how can you appreciate the other person when you start just casting stones out of ignorance right and that's the problem is we have this whole well i'm you know, I, I say we but i mean I'm basically talking about what passes for mainstream American culture right now. There's an enormous bias against learning and education. Uh, yes. Which is doing nothing but hurt us. And that's why we have a president of the United States telling people to inject themselves with disinfectant. And, and, and put themselves in light. Right. That's one step of Hitler. But no one wants to say that, though. Just because, you know, Manson was put in jail for the first person of manipulation. Think about that. Manipulation. Mm -hmm. This man that is our president is doing the same things on a global scale of what Manson is doing. Mm -hmm. People are eating bleach tablets like they're in fucking Auschwitz on purpose. Yeah, it's just, it's another cult of personality because you get somebody with this kind of very, uh, like, now I don't personally find him charismatic at all, but, you know, when you get the right combination of, you know, your background and your beliefs and it predisposes you to believe someone like him, it's, you know, it's a perfect storm. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, you get these really charismatic people, you put them in a position of power and, yeah. And, and there's just, there's, there's, it's very difficult to stop that snowball once it starts rolling. Jesus, I'd like to give him a snowball. <laughs> <laughs> Not the fun kind either. Mm-mm. I have a lot of, excuse me, a lot of pubes in there. You're right. <laughs> Maybe Ivanka will blow me hers. <laughs> You know, you could probably take up a collection. Probably, especially the ones you've been grabbing by the pussy. 
You know what? You need to make this a GoFundMe. Huh. <laughs> My Jesus. Pubes for the hey, president. <laughs> pubes for the president so he don't have to be, you know, coloring his hair. Maybe he'll choke on it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just, you know, and then trying to get reassurance from the doctor was just like, what on the, she wanted to die. I could just see her folding in her clothes. Yeah. <laughs> folding in her clothes. I just, I mean, and then she just had to say that would be a treatment, but I don't never, I've never heard of anyone saying such. And it's like, wow. I mean, we're all human and we all brainstorm and stuff. I know that Obama probably said some humdingers and everything, but he did that shit quietly and discreetly. And then we'll come out. You've got speechwriters and PR people at your disposal, like some of the best in the whole nation. That's why Donald Trump's daddy put him in boarding school because he don't want to kill the man. Oh, it's amazing. He put him in boarding school because they said that he was a re-re. Right. Well, you know what's funny? You know, I, I was, I, in this, it reminded me of this because someone mentioned recently, I forget where this was from, and I, I, I wish I remembered where I heard this, but, uh, but I, it's not the, I've heard it from more than one source that when, when they did The Apprentice, part of the reason that like the producers and the writers were, were doing this with Trump specifically at the time is because at that time he was basically considered to be a failed businessman. <laughs> so they were trying to do a, a reverse psychology and teach him how to be an apprentice. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't. It wasn't even that. It was more the irony of having an acknowledged, like a generally acknowledged failed businessman, not one who was. You know, he has like a little bit of fame and personality uh, cachet, but he doesn't really have ability. And so he doesn't. That, that was the whole gag. That was their hook. They're like, well, let's put this asshole on this television show and have him act like a big shot. And of course, and, he loved it and ate it up. Mm-hmm. And it gave wow. him a whole new set of, of, of cultural to use for his own benefit. Yeah. So it, but uh, uh, that reminded me of that because, yeah, I mean, if you go back and you think about how it was advertised at the time, it was very tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. No, I think the only person, the only people who were really earnest were were Trump and and the poor bastards who were contestants on the show. <laughs> and the ones that did a better job than him, you notice that he always would fire him real quick. Yeah. Well, because he's going to fire the people who are actually thinking for themselves and making good decisions. Like, and oh showing- no, this man has you has a bigger brain than me. Oh no, you're fired. <laughs> People like Trump don't want somebody challenging them or, you know, upsetting the apple cart. They want cronies and yes men. But that only goes so far. Oh, yeah, it does. Because I'm not your fucking Monopoly piece. I I mean, I I know I'm playing the dog right now, you know, Mm -hmm. and and you're kicking me with the boot. But I mean, you know, I don't want to be one of your Monopoly pieces. Mm -hmm. And this is they should have added him. They should have added him. They need to be more strict with this shit. You know, I I tell people this all the time. You know what's funny is that I smoke pot and everything, but it helps you stay awoke. Because when I watch certain movies, like on on Comedy Central, like Idiocracy, when that came out with the Wilson brother Mm -hmm. and Ruffalo from um, um, SNL, 
Mm-hmm. Like that is where we're at right now. People watering their lawn with freaking Gatorade. <laughs> Dead serious. Like that that movie, if you watch it, I'm telling you, girl, if you watch that movie, you're going to be like, wow. And I looked at it and I cried. And Martin was just like, you know, <clears throat> he was like, um, why are you crying? I said, because I just, and this is what sucks. When you're, when you're very intuitive, it's like sometimes you can't even enjoy movies and stuff like that's why I didn't like the purge because oh. I I'm so I'm so powerful in my manifestations that I don't want to watch stuff because then I'll fascinate on it mm-hmm. and then I'm scared that it might come true like this is scaring me because we're one step away at the purge mm-hmm. people staying in their homes come on hello <laughs> right it's like there's just one fine line for the bums to start coming in and getting organized. I'm dead serious. It's sad. It's like, you know, with all these churches and stuff, they should be able to have the fucking circus tents open and having stuff for the freaking homeless to sleep. Yep. You know, it's like all that money you had when you tithe is supposed to go back into the community. Yeah, it's not supposed to line the pockets of your of your pastor. It's not. And, and it's very just it's distasteful. It's distasteful. But before we get into the distaste, I, I have to be distasteful and, and go to the commercial break because uh, it's 30 minutes. And yeah. All right. We'll be back. <laughs> 